You're listening to The Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love. They're here to make you come on a journey with them as they indulge you in all of your naughtiest thoughts while navigating sex with nonchalance. And a whole lot of Crisco, of course. Hey everybody, you're listening to The Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and... A-Love. And today we have a very special guest in studio, live and in action, Hannah Harkness. She's a writer, a wrestling pundit, comedic actor, and recovering stand-up comedian. Welcome to the show, Hannah. Welcome, Thanks, Hannah. Felicia. We're so excited to have you tonight, and I'm I think Aaron is here. about to get into some hard I like that you said I questions. was in action. I, I was, I was <laughs> yes. live in and in room, action. Not an hour ago. Uh, right? Well, we've all taken a nap, so we're good to go. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. naps. So welcome to the special edition of the Screw Podcast. We're here um, because we are about to uh, have a new podcast release from you. Um, Kate's Bunker? Is that the name of it? Excellent. Um, So one of the things I was curious, well, other than knowing a little bit about what Kate's Bunker is, but, um, you know, why us? Why did you come to NQO with this idea? Uh, well, uh, it seemed like you were crazy enough to do it. I wish I had, uh, <laughs> any more. <laughs> no, it's a good enough reason. No, I mean, that's the truth. I'm a, I'm a straight shooter and that's it. That I was like, you know what, who might actually accept this pitch? <laughs> a bunch of queer misfits, essentially. Queer misfits, <laughs> yeah, exactly. basically. It's like, it's, that was a, the, pitching this project is a big shining example of, you don't know until you ask because like conceptually it was a weird question um, uh, yeah it's supposed <laughs> to yeah be a when weird I tried question. to I tried to explain to Aaron I was like I don't know let's just get Hannah on the phone I, 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 I don't know <laughs> so, so all right so give us a little backstory because it's a little unusual to anything else we've done so far mm-hmm. on NQO uh, you know Tranos and the screw were like fuck you what's up and this is a little bit more professional Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes. <laughs> scripted. Well, scripted. Yeah, it's, That's what the word is. Yeah, scripted. it's scripted. I mean, it's a it's a radio play versus like a podcast, basically. Like I, I like saying radio play because it it covers it a little more. Like a ser- you know, a lot of serial fiction podcasts are kind of like more on the line of like audiobooks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like voice actors or whatever. You know, they're just like kind of guiding you through the story. Um, but uh, radio play or something like uh, like Welcome to Night Vale, or if you're going like super old school into the seventies, Fireside Theater. That's like scripted. You have like characters. You have reoccurring things. Um, and like Which that. Which is kind of perfect for a radio slash podcast network. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's it's being done. Like, there's lots of, like, fictional podcasts and stuff, Night Vale and everything, but, like, what I haven't heard is, like, a fictional podcast that's attempting to sound like it's a real podcast. Like, this podcast is essentially, a, like, the whole thing's a work. Like, I actually podcast as a podcast host, but it's scripted. Beautiful. Um, yeah. And, like, so, you know, full disclosure, I've been listening to some of the recordings here in in the studio from afar, and um, it's hilarious. I, like, have snarfed my drink, like, a couple of times, like, hearing a couple of select lines from it. So, um, uh, as we get you higher, these questions are going to be, like, much more easier to answer. Um, yeah. No, I mean, like, I'm also, at this point, uh, I'm used to talking about, because to explain this project, to be, like, 
This is the crazy thing about this pitch is that normally when you start to talk to people about your idea for a podcast, they tune out. But people seem to just ask me more questions, which mm-hmm. I was not prepared for. So I, yeah, no, I'm very so <laughs> so so for speech to explain Kate's for now. the record, it's a conspiracy <laughs> theory podcast. Am I correct? Yeah, no, okay. I mean I can explain the. I mean I can explain the you know the log line for this is basically uh, this uh, <laughs> this podcast is a character Kate who is podcasting out of a bunker that she lives in uh, because she uh, just went through a messy divorce and she's a heel essentially she she's a consp- she got like Q, like the, as a parody equivalent of like QAnon sometime in 2016 and her, her <laughs> wife who is uh, too good for her uh, dumped her and this is also like I'm being as true to life to shitty podcast hosts as I possibly can uh, a lot of them seem to be getting dumped by women who are too good for them so we wrote it into the plot um, <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful and that's yeah so that's the thing uh, and then the and basically she's just you know try, trying to be Alex Jones um, <laughs> like out of this bunker and podcasting, and wouldn't be have any shot at being popular at all, except she's friends with uh, Toe Hogan, who is essentially a, like a dark timeline Joe Rogan, uh, <laughs> who had like uh, a, a career in color commentary and chess boxing prior to starting a very popular podcast with lots of fans that dox everyone. So, um, <laughs> so, so you mentioned uh, Kate's Jesus. wife. So, yeah. so, so, as a character, how does Kate identify? as a person sexually. Uh, Kate's a lesbian. She's a lesbian. Full yeah. on. Kate's, All right. Kate's a lesbian. Oh, Kate. so you're allowed on NQO now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> By I'm affiliation. Just, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and and what inspired you to like, you know, go this route with the whole like conspiracy Kate, you know. Well, this actually uh is the extension of something I wrote a long time ago. I got booked in Philly on this show called Defend Your Thesis, which is at Philly Improv Theater. It's a show where they get a couple of comedians to pretend to be academics defending a thesis, and they give you a randomly generated Wikipedia topic. Um, And they have three other comedians that are like the panel of academic judges that like approve or like, you know, they discuss your thesis with you. Um, So they gave me the San Juan National Forest. And I put together this in unnecessarily detailed presentation about how the San Juan National Forest was responsible for killing JFK. Um, and I... I would have thought somewhere in Cuba, but okay. Yeah, yeah no, exa- exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, it was, th- yeah, so it was this whole, like, insanely complicated thing that I wrote, and I put so much effort into it and the slides and everything that I was like, I can't just, like not use this script ever again so right. uh fast forward i've probably been holding on to this script for like seven years but when i was like in quarantine i was living in bushwick and i was like in a basement with like no sunlight uh, very bunker like very bunker like yeah i got the idea for doing this as like a youtube conspiracy show and i was gonna like use that script as the basis of episode one I didn't end up doing it. That was not because I was working on a different project. Um, but then eventually I was kicking the, um, my dad was actually originally going to edit Kate's bunker. We were going to like, we were talking about it a little bit, but I was still like, I don't know if I'm actually going to 
put all the effort into this, and then uh, Felicia told me about NQO. Um, Fuck yeah. So here we are, uh, and I turned the JFK theory, I made it just trees and not the uh, San Juan specifically. Uh, but yeah, so I turned that into the pilot, basically. Nice. Uh, and then just kind of built it out from there with and, characters. And, and here shit. we are. Yeah. Well, and I'll say, I personally had, literally, I was so drunk when you pitched it to me, but I was like, this is weird, I like it, but also, you're a member of the queer community, and you mm-hmm. also have written, um, you know, articles about Sesta Fosta, for example, and other things that are, you know, supportive of sex workers, so mm-hmm. I immediately was like... NQO, you know, nice. like yeah. you wait, you have an idea. I might be too drunk to hear the whole thing, but I'm gonna pitch it. To <laughs> <him>. <laughs> Using, I, the idea sounds drunk. Um, like there's I know, a, I there, think I got more fucked up when you told me about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a drunk idea. Uh, and you know, the one thing, the one reason I am completely cool spoiling that the first episode's about JFK getting killed by trees. The reason is because I want to talk about in the original. Um, presentation, the the defend your thesis presentation of this plot point, I got I it, like one of the funniest things I've ever done on stage is I was like, okay, you guys don't believe me? Well, how about this? There is a tree in every single picture of the JFK assassination, and then I just started <laughs> flipping through pictures of the JFK assassination. I think that's what I was sold on it. I was yeah, like, no, so that, I was just like flipping through all these pictures and pointing at them, like, there, you see that? That's another tree, and there's no, you see how they're all strategically placed and like the audience was just like on the floor but it's like the, it, that was like one of the craziest moments I've ever had in comedy because it's still assassination photos right, like, right. it's really dark right, right. I'm just like look at the trees oh like, so, <laughs> wait the- does Kate have a different voice no, uh, but she doesn't. Um, my voice usually has some kind of note of joy or comedy in it. Uh, Kate is Kate's character. Devoid of that. Is completely devoid. No of smile that. in the voice. No mm. smile in the voice whatsoever. Um, so speaking of like conspiracies, because we're a sex podcast, like, um, is there any like? sex conspiracies that you like subscribe yeah, to or that's a have, great question like, an are there about? any sex conspiracy theories yeah that are about sex or something like that you know like like think in the vein of like if you go swimming three hours after or within three wait what is it right after I eating don't like you get a cramp? all of this weirdness <laughs> about boob guy versus butt guy on the internet that's been weird lately I don't boob I, I don't, guy ver- I don't yeah, even know I don't this. know why like that, that someone I think it, maybe it started as a meme but then they started like <laughs> actually saying it is people are just like boob guys are conservatives and butt guys are democrats and uh, i don't know like and, and shit like that and like uh i know, don't find that's that not accurate that's not true that's not true at all <laughs> no it's not even close to true my, yeah, my reaction, the only body shape thing i'm aware of is like if you're apple shape you're more like prone to heart attacks for or pear shape it's one of the no apple shape with like mm-hmm. the belly you're like the belly in the front compared to like mm-hmm. the belly on the sides yeah like one or the other is more prone to heart disease. Yeah, it's a rumor. Because it weighs on your heart. But that has nothing to do with sex. Um, <laughs> we just uh, depressed it, it, One thing I I will say is that uh, just um, swingers tend to be Republican and uh, polyamorous people tend to be liberal. That I've always known. Oh, interesting. What yeah. is the what is the what it's is the swinging difference? and wife swapping is okay. like and sometimes there is no difference. They just you know it's kind of like the people that say weed and the people say cannabis. You know there is no difference. Yeah. It's a cultural. Yeah, weed. queer queer. 
folks yeah. don't swing. Yeah, exactly. No, because you're <laughs> we not. We just fuck. Yeah, exactly. No, fucking swinger, uh, swingers and wife swappers, there tends to be, like, more, uh... Well, we'll look at the people that, that are yeah. in those, um, multiple wife relationships. Yeah, exactly. Mormons? <laughs> Some of them are. Not all of them, though. There's, mm-hmm. uh, like, Sister Wives. There's, like, a uh, whole yeah. show about it. Uh, where there's, yeah, like, it's just the, I've been hearing a lot about scenes, this show. You know, it's not even so much what's going on there. It's the scenes themselves. It's, like, that's just, like, that's something I learned being fly. Like, I was, uh, for several years in Philly, I was working at this uh, place, a pastoral boutique and sex oratorium. This is super <laughs> queer. Yeah, exactly. It's super queer, leather, community-connected. Like, it's very, like, I saw all walks of life in there but they they basically they had me for for uh their training they had this training manual that was i was calling it the bdsm sat um it's just like everything <laughs> from like fucking hanky code to like swing lifestyle to poly to like anything like that like we had to know all this stuff so we could talk to the customers about everything oh, nice. so you're like um, a bdsm expert then I, or at least my I, my information might be stuck in like 2008, but okay. Uh, <laughs> Has much changed since 2008. Well, I, maybe um, a little verbiage. More people know what things are. I think, I think, um, mm-hmm. one, you know, one of the things you know we always talk about on here, and I've been like kind of like making sure I, I I hit it on everything is one of. The, we talk a lot about consent-based stuff, you mm-hmm. know, on here. And, like, um, you know, in, in the kink community, in the sex realm, like, people get the feeling, like, you know, especially with, like, the more kinky stuff, that, mm-hmm. like, having these conversations around, like, consent can kind of, like, kill the vibe with, like, kink. And, like, that people are still, like, learning how to navigate that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I... I, I I don't know why I brought that up, but I <laughs> random. But I it. it was random, but the BDSM made me think of it lately because you know it's pride, mm. and like you know I see a lot of people like oh, yeah, you know kind of having conversations about this as people get drunk at pride and like mm. wondering how to navigate these things and like mm-hmm. you know it's worth a you know bring up. Yeah, I mean it was. It, like the reason that I got that, like the, the reason I started working at that place was just because I, I wanted to learn more about the community. I was actually taking, uh, and this is also just how I got into the kink scene in general. I was taking a creative writing class at Westchester University, uh, and they, or no, it was investigative writing, and this is this is in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And I, uh, they, the class is called the Working Experience, and the project is you're supposed to pick an occupation and follow them around for a semester and write about it. And as a joke I was like can I go to the bondage store on South Street and they're like yes that's a great idea and I was like oh well I guess we're doing this Um, and then I just ended up working there for four years and going to all they ran a lot of the events in Philly too they still do oh wow yeah that's an interesting I wish I had picked more interesting projects like that in school (laughs) yeah I mean I was being an asshole I didn't think he was actually gonna say yes (laughs) I (laughs) like (laughs) you're like this is quite the intensive um, what is, what's your favorite life. conspiracy theory, uh, like, just you, not as Kate, but as yourself? Oh, like, as me? Something? Well, I mean, I can tell, the, the wildest thing that I'm willing to double down on believing is that aliens live in the ocean, and uh, I will fucking die on that hill. Oh, tell uh, me more. Um, I don't well, know if I've hear, hear, heard this. <laughs> yeah, heard that. I mean, <laughs> besides, like, besides the fact, you know, like, the, besides the fact that there's, of course, like, videos of, like, shit dropping into the ocean, some of them are, like, over the last, uh, um, like, 
a couple months ago, uh, the go the government here put out a uh, thing saying they're going to start disclosing UFO information over the period of the next 180 days. And ever since then, they've just been kind of quietly going cough, like document cough. Hey, we're going to have a meeting about this over there, but don't worry about it, guys. Cough. Um, so some of that stuff has been ocean related stuff. And then also there's like, you know, and th this is all just like, okay, yeah, there's documents, blah, blah, blah. Like there's interviews with people under the sea, blah, blah, blah. Like a lot of my belief with it is just baseline logic. If I'm an alien coming from somewhere else and I'm like, all right, this is earth. Who are the most intelligent beings on this planet they're in the ocean they're right. not on land the, the <laughs> fucking the majority of the planet is covered by water if i was trying to figure out like right. okay who owns this planet i would say the giant things that are actually more intelligent than humans and that older. aren't older not starting well wars, <laughs> not actively killing their planet that they live on like not like they like not burning down the house that they live in like right. if i were coming from the outside like who's the intelligent life here i would not pick the humans i would in fact <laughs> go straight and also um there's so that's that's one thing another thing uh just because something comes from somewhere else should not imply that it can breathe oxygen um sure. like there's a lot of yeah. th in fact they've already said like yeah there might be things like living in the water under the ice on your on right. Europa or whatever and i'm like yeah so in the event that something like that could figure out some kind of travel, it wouldn't be walking around on fucking land. It would go in the water. I hear that. Um, Especially our, like, our, our atmosphere is fucking horrible. Yeah, our atmosphere is Unless terrible. Unless you grew... Unless you yeah, carbon dioxide. And <laughs> is full of these, like, human things that are trying to kill you, probably. Like, it's, it's real hostile towards outsiders like that. Um, right. Have you seen the government documents with, or even, like, some of the stuff... I feel like I've watched documentaries on it, but um, the things where people in the <laughs> the army and navy in the air force mm -hmm. saw like multiple spacecrafts oh, that they yeah. couldn't identify. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, I do you believe in? I mean, that to me is like, how do you? Especially because they were silenced after. Yeah, like that. No, that's a big red motherfucker. I mean, the thing is that people have been popping off lately. Like the, there's this there's this professor in Israel recently that went fuck it. There's a galactic federation. Earth's not considered that important. Like there there are a lot of people that are fucking popping off all over the place lately that are like are we allowed to talk about this now because i think they're just releasing top and also i don't think anyone cares like people have just been saying shit uh because no one's listening essentially right, and they're right. like oh okay whatever who, who gives a shit yeah they were already they're already <laughs> like you're like most serious <laughs> ufo truthers are gonna come at you with the attitude they've been here they're already here right, so y'all right. need to calm down or whatever so you've um, been like paying attention to these like government document release what i mean it, not like obsessively not because obsessively. I, I have a life and a lot <laughs> i have a lot of things to do i don't have time to was there anything that shit? you've seen so far that you find incredibly titillating or like uh, well they outrageous. did like they did have like a couple weeks ago they did like release one of the ones that was like a ship dropping into the ocean video uh, which pretty dope 
Um, I've seen those that? before. Um, they, it was on CNN a couple days oh, ago. Shows. It was Whoa. on CNN.com. Yeah, no, it was oh. one of those things. Oh, where, CNN.com. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like FoxNews.com. Oh, yeah. No, just kidding, CNN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CNN isn't listening. Yeah, no, when I at them at the at the postal. It's at CNN.com, but at the same time, like videos, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can understand. Like you know, like most of my arguments are just like kind of logic based. Of like, okay, what would an outside civilization do if it wanted to interact with Earth? Also, if you're trying to hide from humans. 95% of the ocean has not been explored. Like, you're trying to hide from humans. There's, like, a lot of space, like, space in the ocean to, right. like, and if you're advanced enough to travel across space like that, then you can probably also survive under the ocean or have some kind of technology to, like... I'd be very curious what, like, alien observation of, like, our sexual attitudes and habits are, because we're, like, so contradictory in so many things. Like, I feel like the Kate McKinnon skit in SNL where she talks about going, where, like, there's there's her and Cecily Strong, and, and there's always a third person, and <laughs> they're always talking about, like, getting abducted by aliens, and Cecily's like, and it was, like, beautiful, and, like, a wave of love came over me. <laughs> Kate McKinnon is like, well, that didn't happen to me. They touched my tidbits and my butt cracks and like it's so funny because like I honestly even though it's just a fucking goofy ass script I'm like that's probably exactly what aliens would do. Like, yeah. she was like, I, you know, they, you know, they walk by me and hit my tit one at a time. Like, that's hilarious, and also I don't doubt it. Like, yeah, I mean, well, so that's true. what humans do to animals. I mean, right. it's just like right. anything. Yeah. If you're talking Poking about li- literally, they start any, testing their perfumes on us because that's what you know, like because <laughs> interacting with aliens would be an interspecies interaction, and interspecies interactions in general are all fucking over the place. Like you're either like worshiping uh like this animal and like oh you can't touch that or you you're can't dissecting it, alone, it or you're dissecting it or you're training it and riding it around like a horse like, like, <laughs> like, like, like it's just who knows how any other like a, a more superior species to us would interact with us that can be everywhere they could like us like cats but it's like condescending and like oh you're so cute like or they, they could actually be friends or it could cut you up into pieces like i do have one question for you <laughs> So, obviously, I, I it sounds like you have a belief in the fact that there is potentially some kind of... Life out there. Yeah, yeah, life out there. But also, how do you feel about people that claim to have been abducted by aliens? Um, it's... Uh one of those things where it's like I wasn't there and that's this, it's like the same thing with spirituality and everything too is that it's just like I can't deny you your objective experience like I just like especially if it's that's really even sweet. if they that's are really I mean nine and a half times out of ten it's trauma based but like I'm so here for like your sweet like thoughts on that because yeah. I immediately assume the person blacked out yeah, some uh-huh. trauma. There was, a, when yeah. there was a movie. Which is terrible, sorry, but I, I you know, yeah, there was a movie. Um, Mysterious Skin right, was very right. much about these two kids that, you know, one was positive, 100% positive it was an alien abduction, and the other one knew it was their coach. So, mm-hmm. you know, and like it was very interesting seeing how some of those things like play out and the mm-hmm. way people like think about these things. Um, I'm always like curious about like, um, what is the term? Fal- not false memories, but like it's a term where you like, you know, kind of change up your memories mm-hmm. to like protect mm-hmm. yourself from like right. said yeah. trauma. Like, I, I find, you know, I haven't, I don't think I personally mm-hmm. experienced that kind of thing process. Well, but. I would say along with the, you know, 
a lot of the times when there's like a spiritual uh, occurrence or vision or whatever, it is black mold related or mold related or, yeah, you know, deteriorating molds. house fucking related. And that kind of, so like, I'm always interested to think like, well, maybe that's like people that think that they got abducted as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm all, I do believe there is life out there. Of course there's life out there. We would be fucking stupid to it think otherwise. It doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, but to abduct a human and then like bring it back yeah. to, and like leave it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it makes more sense for them to just take one and you know. Right. Instead I of maybe that can be both. Yeah. So I, is the thing I like is that, that I yeah. think that it can be both. I think it and can that's be why you all have a over the place. Theory yeah, podcast. exactly. That's why I have a fake conspiracy theory podcast. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, I mean, it just feels like yeah. anything. So, like I said, with like it's interspecies true, yeah. interactions, like you said, literally anything. Well, I try, I try to. Because the way that we decide to interact with other species makes no sense. Some people will, right. like, in South America, they eat guinea pigs. Here, people would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Don't eat a oh, guinea pig. I think it's pig. called Kui Kui. I was offered Kui from a very nice Colombian family on the border of Ecuador, Mm -hmm. and they come all fried and splayed out, and Mm -hmm. it's a delicacy, so it's expensive. So I felt really bad. My Kui comes all fried and splayed out. I felt really really bad because, like, it was like, you know, I told them ahead of time Mm -hmm. I was vegetarian, but a lot of people will think that just means, like, red meat, Mm -hmm. especially in other places. They don't necessarily connect that it also means, like, anything that was living. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to gracefully decline even though I felt bad um you know but yeah I, I when I when I try to do the like logic test for all these things I said oh well you know growing up in America we're very ethnocentric we're brought up to the idea that this is the greatest place on earth right you know you travel a little and you realize that that may not be exactly the truth right mm-hmm. so why not like have this you know if we're, we're coming with the idea that there were the only creatures living creatures in the solar system it kind of puts into that logic mm-hmm. too well you know we're maybe planet centric in that sense right. like right. you know even if we don't see it or hear about it like it could be beyond our knowledge we admit yeah. that plenty of things have been beyond our understanding at different periods shit penicillin was only what developed after world war one or world war two mm-hmm. like we we clearly know there's a lot of things we still have yet to learn oh i believe it all but I also, <laughs> I also believe ha- none of it at the same time. It's so yeah. weird. Like, half well, of me I mean, is like, there's the a psychological thing. reason behind this. And then the other half of me is like, oh, the, the, yeah. It's also always, uh, you know, you always got to remember that things aren't mutually exclusive. Like, yes, <laughs> right. uh, a, well yes, black mold could have brought on a spiritual hallucination. But is that because that's the chemical part of your brain that needs to wake up in order to Touché. process a spiritual yeah. hallucination? We don't know. Right. That's why no, spiritual hallucinations yeah. are weird. I mean, people take fucking LSD to have spiritual Right. Well, I only I only bring that up oh, specifically yeah. no, because sense, I lived in a could just speaking be black of bunkers, or I lived literally just I lived be black in a basement mold. that had extreme <laughs> black mold to the yeah. point of like my sister who had eczema because she was scratching while like staying in the basement. She like got a skin mm-hmm. infection head to toe. Like it's that it was mm-hmm. that bad, and mm-hmm. I had more night terrors, spiritual moments, yeah. thought my Nana was coming to say hello, my dog oh, barked wow. at nothing, uh-huh. than I did any other place in my life. Yeah. But I also had those same experiences other places too. So it's like, is it... It's uh, interesting. Part of me wants to believe it, and part mm-hmm. of me is like, basically, when I'm going to sleep at night, it's black mold. When I wake up in the morning, there it's ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah. conjuring, I fucks with that so hard. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, maybe this is a little exa- exaggerated, sure. But 
these people are telling that like that's their story. Fuck right. it, I'm gonna fucking right. believe that shit. I truly believe that even if it's maybe it's a mental possession, I don't know. But that's fucking. There's a reason why an eight year old's voice went. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. not normal. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. right. yeah, Unless you're me, it, I guess. <laughs> I was a weird eight year old. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, yeah. So, so Kate's bunker. It's 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 gonna be bi-weekly, mm-hmm. right? A new episode every other week. Yeah. You know, and and and. Who can we expect to see on it? Um, it's uh, Chanel Ali, who's a really awesome stand-up comedian. You can see her; she's on Comedy Central, True TV, uh, oh, yeah. all over the place. Like she's she's awesome. Um, and it's just like it's kind of people from all walks of life. Like the cast of this is kind of like uh, if you've ever seen Big Fish, like the funeral at the end, basically just like that. Oh, but my life! Like I'm getting people <laughs> I know from high school. I'm getting like stand-ups like oh, awesome. Chanel. I yeah, just all all over the fucking place. Tohogan is being played by my friend uh, Steve Miller Miller who I wrote with and performed with all the time in Philly uh, but nice. he, yeah he, he lives in Delaware now it must be a fun experience working with people you like and mm-hmm. you know. Oh and yeah, getting, yeah. Getting no, to it's cool getting that. to like it's cool getting to like cast all of my friends in my weird art project <laughs> that I want to do and have like full creative control over. Oh yeah. It, you know, I have like two of my wrestling buddies in this. Uh, uh, Benel Jermosen, who I'm also working with with uh, Brooklyn Battle Comedy. We make movies. which is a project that's dropping on IWTV on uh, July. 23rd. Oh, nice. Um, and I'm in it. Yes, oh, she is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, Felicia has a, a I make a small little cameo. Oh, it's, it's fucking... A cameo? A cameo. Oh, no, you have a whole sketch. It's not a... It's not oh, a, it's a sketch. Yeah, it, I, was, it, I was written in. Thank it's you. It's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have, like, a whole, whole piece of a, a whole thing in it. It's awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Benel's in it, and then, uh, CPA, uh, is in it also, but he's playing a baseball podcaster that Tohogan started a fight with for no reason. This is also me very passively, aggressively, uh, fucking lashing out at comedy podcast culture because it's, it's messy. Like... Yeah, I'm trying to call things culture-less, though. Comedy podcasts. Yeah, like, culture yeah. is... Like, culture yeah. is being overused. I'm like, well, and it's it. kind of subjective <laughs> yeah. um, in that sense. Um, so one of the things, that, you know, just in us as us talking, you you know, you... Mm-hmm. you um, one of the things I found curious, I've been talking about a lot, is you were talking a little bit about how female stand-ups were tre- treated, and mm-hmm. like that was part of, you know, sounded to me part of the reason why you wanted to stop doing, you know, that stand-up scene, that it yeah. was a rough scene in terms of, uh, you know, the, the way people are kind of dealing with shit. Yeah, it's also just, like, overall, it's hard to see where the good like where the payoff is in stand-up because there's just like a small amount of spots and uh, like of any kind of note like like when you talk to people on the street and say like who's your favorite stand-up comedian it's gonna be one of like five people and many of them are from like several decades ago like it's always like nine times out of ten George Carlin (laughs) yeah George Carlin Richard Pryor or whatever so like you can get like super famous in stand-up and people will still not really know who the fuck you are and so who's care. your favorite stand-up my favorite stand-up is dylan morin um who is he's irish guy but he's also in Shaun of the dead he was like the uh and also had a, a series on bbc black books 
Okay. Um, so, like, he's an actor, writer, too. But, yeah. What type of comedy do you tend to like and gravitate towards? I gravitate towards, like, ridiculous uh, Eddie Izzard type stuff. Okay. Yeah. I saw um, Eddie Izzard. I did, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So did I. Fun. I got my parents into Eddie Izzard so they would buy tickets. Uh, <laughs> that's the cool part of having, like, freak parents is I'm like, all right, I really want to go to something. I can't afford the tickets. Let's see if I can get them into it. And then just go, hey, they're in town. Um... <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but other yeah, no. Just so I mean, that was you know, I don't want to totally neg like oh that's the like sure. uh, stand up overall, especially yeah. because like Chanel fucking crushes it. She's so awesome. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, but and you have to have some backbone. Of, you in have this, to have right? some backbone. Basically, if you want to do stand up, it's like wrestling or anything else that's like lesser culturally relevant. Like you just need to really love it. And I didn't like love it, love it anymore. Got gotcha. you. And like one of my. One of my mantras is from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Just because you're hung like a moose does not mean you have to do porno. That's gotcha. a big one. Gotcha. There right. are so many people that just stay doing, like I did for a while, stay doing things that they only kind of feel meh about because you're really good at them. Like being right. really good at something doesn't mean you have to, A, it doesn't mean you have to do it, B, it doesn't mean you have to do it for money either. Fuck yeah. Like, so that, that tends to be a lot of people's response, like, oh, you get good at painting, people are like, oh, you should sell those. Like, that's the right. first thing. And yeah, like, sometimes you can well, just do it for you. Sometimes you can care about around. monetary, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because then you're not legit until you're getting mm-hmm. paid for the thing, and that's fucking stupid. Yeah, and I also just don't like, cause I have a master's in HR somehow, um, <laughs> and I, like, I, I'm really sensitive to, like, bad working conditions, and, right. like, if I just see something and I'm just like, oh, like, you're gonna have me, like, work here but I get paid and drink tickets and I had to like travel. Uh, I had to get on this subway to fucking Sunset Park uh, and come back for like 10 minutes of stand up and I'm getting paid and drink tickets and air quotes exposure and and then the thing with comedy. So similar to wrestling. Yeah, uh, yeah. But but the thing is comedy, it's way easier to bomb as a comedian than a wrestler because wrestling, they're at least supposed to kind of like, you're not waiting for a lap. Unless you have a crazy botch, you're fine. Yeah, no, it's like, like, you're not the, waiting for a punchline. And, and the weird. crazy botches go on Botchamania, and then you're mm-hmm. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, got, you, you just got a bunch of fucking, you know. Fuck so yeah. it almost, it almost, well, as long as you're not a shit human, it almost pays to fuck up and wrestle. Oh, yeah. Weird oh, way. yeah. Dude, in, sta- in stand-up, it's basically like you have a health bar underneath your your head the whole set where it's like if people aren't laughing, it starts to dip down mm. and it starts to get harder to pull yourself out of the hole and you start sweating and that's like not a good moment. Like something, if you're really good at it, like you can get on and be funny, but like sometimes you'll just be in a situation where like the TVs are on at the bar. Yeah, um, Nobody's fucking side. listening. <laughs> Or, like, in a lot of the comedy clubs in Manhattan, you have a lot of tourists, so you could just have a lot of, like, very unimpressed French people there. Uh, <laughs> and they don't want to laugh at fucking anything. Or people not invested in, like, okay, I yeah. was interested. That uh-huh. was fun. People, I'm going to follow you online. Or, or I'm even people give just, you money or yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly, like that. exactly. Or even people just don't know how comedy works. I've had some people say, oh, I didn't want to laugh because I didn't want to interrupt you. And I'm like, no, that's oh not my how. God. <laughs> they're like, oh, they were like, oh, I thought your set was really funny, and I saw them, like, not laughing. They're sitting and smiling, and I'm like, yeah. I need to hear you, or I start to panic and think my writing's bad. Like, stand up also really gaslights you into thinking you're a bad writer uh, right. because right. 
you can be the best fucking writer in the world and get up there and just bomb your fucking face off. Right, and, and meanwhile, then, that same set might fucking do wonders in a completely different Oh, form. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the, the reason why Chanel's the goat is I've literally never seen her have a bad set once. Uh, I'm sure they exist. I've, I've certainly never seen it. Um, <laughs> not even when uh, I, she used to go up at my open mic uh, like eight years ago in Philly. And wow. it's like, even then, uh, it's just like always crushed. Like, <sighs> That's amazing. Yeah. But she plays Kudos. my ex-wife on this podcast, Chanel Holly. <laughs> That's amazing. So, so the inaugural um, inaugural episode is tomorrow at eight p.m. Yeah, Thursday. So Mm -hmm. you can tune into NQO Radio. It will be playing um, on there at eight p.m. You will be playing wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll put out that link on all of NQO's social media. Um, so we expecting uh, a few seasons of Kate Spunker? Uh, oh, hell yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm dug in and committed to the concept. I like that I have a show that uh, I have full creative control of yeah. that cannot get canceled. So, uh, <laughs> like, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, you're the only one canceling yourself. Not yeah, enough. exactly, because it's fake. I, it's like nothing I'm saying. Not unless we have to file Chapter 11. Chapter 11. We, yeah. we should be good. <laughs> um, so what other, you know, um, what other, are there any other projects you want to push and pimp while, while we have you here? Certainly. Uh, the Indiegogo is still up for Brooklyn, the post-production cost for Brooklyn Battle Comedy, uh, We Make Movies. Uh, this is uh, the project the leash is in. It is a mockumentary uh, we shot, me and my wrestling bodies shot over the summer about us trying to create the greatest uh, pandemic cinematic wrestling match of all time uh, but like the mockumentary portion of it is basically that like wrestlers don't want to work with us because we're a bunch of idiot comedians and nobody knows who we are um, and Beautiful. then uh, CPA who at the time was Nick Stapp uh, plays our boyfriend like he's dating the entire wrestling promotion and he just is like walks around being supportive the that- whole time <laughs> and then uh, MV Young plays the cinematic wrestling match con- consultant who basically just like negs us and like tesla so we need to get our shit together and <laughs> that's beautiful yeah no it's uh and it's quite the cast of, of characters it's yeah it's, it's a yeah no i i'm it's i'm super excited about it it's going to be dropping on iwtv on july 23rd and Great. it's going to be in series form first, and then they're going to string it together into like a feature with the, the full-length cinematic match at the end, which is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, any other things that you currently do and involved in that you want to push uh, out there? I, uh, yeah, I'm on WrestleSplania. That's uh, right, WrestleSplania. Should, should be some new episodes of that dropping pretty soon. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, NQO is just, helping out with that. Yeah, so. and that's just me uh, babbling about wrestling with uh, one of my favorite people, Rachel Millman, and uh, awesome. and friends, uh, Kirby and Maverick. And um, other than that, just my social media. I'm Great, and where can people find you? Yeah, at Hark underscore it's hannah on twitter and instagram awesome and uh you know you can always uh go to newqueerorder.com uh you will see the feed of the latest kate spunker episodes um want to shout out to our producer b our social media guru joe thank you for all your help and support and moving up to this and as always thank you to tranos and the lived experience and anybody else who's about to be on our network so uh felicia you got anything you want to run? Uh, 
Tits are cool. Uh, oh, Tits yeah. Are cool. And come see us <laughs> at Boardwalk Buds this weekend in Atlantic City. We'll be doing a lot of live casts. We'll do a live interview with Tranos. We'll be talking to Hannah or Kate, whoever's there, whatever. And it's going to be Hannah. Yeah, we're going to be doing... Kind of wig. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be doing short question interview style things and then also long format. So yeah. if you want to be interviewed or and or answer a question swing by our table yeah we'll have the big rainbow nqo banner and we have some swag for y'all my boobies they'll be out look firstly it's just boobies boobs thank you for joining us at the screw (laughs) thank you for being on our show hannah so excited for for your new show to drop tomorrow thursday 8 p.m 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. 8 p.m. Hopefully, y'all, I didn't lose y'all on uh, Aliens Live in the Ocean. Um, no, I, check it out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the planet fuck it up with black molds exists. There you know? it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tune in next week to The Screw. Bye. Bye. Bye.